Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for today. It's June 23rd, 2019, Sunday. Make sure that if you like everything you're seeing on Win Daily, that you go to the login sign up button and sign up for our premium gold content. Great, great tools, including hitting and projections every day, uh, very detailed uh, reports that you need to use for your lineups and uh, other items such as our Slack chat channel. Uh, where you can talk to the experts 24-7 before you set your lineups. And our weather uh, blog, which is uh, which is uh, done every day by my co-host today, our DFS and weather expert, Mark Paquette. Uh, Mark, good Sunday to you. And uh, we do have some weather concerns today on the slate. What are they? Yeah, good Sunday morning to you too, Scott. The weather concerns, as I wrote about in the blog, we seem to be pretty lucky. They're Probably the biggest area is Texas, and the thunderstorms there are going to be really scattered. Um, it's an afternoon game, so they have nothing but time to wait uh, a delay out if they have to. So I'm not really concerned about a postponement. Other concerns are Kansas City, St. Louis, and, and um, Chicago. But strangely enough, like Chicago, if they played uh, later or earlier, they would have an issue. Right when they're supposed to play around 2 o'clock Eastern, they should have an uh, window a few-hour window to play. If St. Louis was playing an afternoon game, that would be a problem, but they're playing at night. And then in Kansas City, they're getting their rain right now, should be out of there this afternoon. So we've sort of lucked out across the slate today. Okay, let's start with Detroit at Cleveland. Game of fan only fantasy players can love. Daniel Norris against Zach Plesak. Zach Plesak's only at 7,700. Uh, against this Tigers lineup on DraftKings is looking like a real good value when you consider the opposition. Yeah, I mean, we continue to pick on some teams when it comes to starting pitching, and Detroit is certainly one of them. Uh, You could look at Miami and uh, what other, some teams. Uh, San Diego, San Francisco. Exactly. San Francisco board of uh, extent in San Diego. Yeah, and and it's park-dependent as well when we look at teams to pick on. But Detroit, no matter where they are, is obviously a team that is not expected to contend. They're not a good offensive hitting team. And Zach Plesak has been very good since being called up for the minors. The Indians have seemed to uh, just call up pitchers and and right up to the major league level with very little minor league experience, and they do well. Like the guy they had yesterday didn't give up any runs at all in – Basically, no one in the DFS or baseball uh, industry had heard much about him at all. So I, I, I don't know if Plezak is all smoke and mirrors. Obviously, he's done this for four or five starts. But I wonder if somewhere a book starts to get written on him and the, and the hitters can uh, start to adjust to what they he is doing to them. But maybe it's not today. Yeah, I don't think it's today. I'll take a chance from 7,700. I like attacking Daniel Norris. If uh, Roberto Perez is in the lineup, he's hitting 321 with six home runs, 12 RBIs against lefties. Jordan Luplo hitting 319 with uh, eight home runs, 16 RBIs against lefties. Carlos Santana hitting 314, 15 RBIs against lefties. Uh, so there's, there's there's three bats you can you can uh, you can. You can do it. If you're rolling out multiple lineups, hey, why not roll out a Cleveland stack? Yeah, Laflo has been the Indians' cleanup hitter against lefties, basically their best hitter against lefties. Almost have to think about using him or locking him in at 2,800. Perez is an interesting guy. I signed him in my season-long league. 
but he played yesterday and Sunday is usually a day for rest for regular catchers. So we'll have to see if he's in the lineup or not. Okay, uh, let's move on to Toronto at Boston. Rick Purcello against Marcus Stroman. Purcello's been pitching really well recently, so definitely consideration at 8,600 on DraftKings. Marcus Stroman at 6,900 on DraftKings. Pitched very well his last time out. It was classic Stroman getting a lot of ground balls, but still you have to like some Red Sox here. Andrew Benintendi's hitting 317 with 11 RBIs and 12 runs scored this month. Xander Bogart's hitting 312 with four form runs, 14 RBIs this month. And uh, if Brock Holt is in there, he's hitting 379 with 12, 12 uh, RBIs this month. And uh, this Brock Holtz just forty one hundred on DraftKings. Ben Attendee forty six hundred, still a very nice price for him. You can certainly consider the Boston stack today. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is just thirty seven hundred as well. Um, a neat meteorological fact: today is probably going to be the hottest day of the season for Boston. It could be ninety degrees at game time. Uh, we have a meteorology uh, meteorology aspect called downsloping. Basically, they get a strong west wind. And it goes right into the city with no ocean influence at all. So it's going to be the warmest day. Unfortunately, the winds aren't going to be blowing out. They're going to be blowing more across the field if you're looking at hitters. But uh, the warm air should help the ball carry, though. Okay. Uh, Moving on, we have Miami against Philadelphia. Jordan Yamamoto, the first two starts look really good. They were both against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And and now... uh, now he goes to face Philadelphia. Uh, think he's a tournament play here. I don't know. It's interesting how like Miami's young pitchers. The other one that came up was Hernandez, and both of his first career starts were against the Cardinals as well. Though we saw Hernandez pitch a pretty good game last night. Um, I would expect similar results from Yamamoto. I don't think he's at the level where he had shown against the Cardinals, but. He's obviously not a bad pitcher either. I think he's going to be somewhere in between. Um, so to answer your question, is he a GPP flyer? Possibly, yes. Uh, will you see him on my one cash hybrid lineup? No. <laughs> well, the Marlins are always a team that you want to attack. But, you know, it's it's Enel De Los Santos uh, starting the series finale because they need a six starter. Uh you know, maybe somebody could actually, uh, they're talking in Philadelphia, could actually push uh, uh, Velasquez for the number five starting job. Do you do you take a flyer here on a tournament on Envel de los Santos? Possibly as well. I mean, I think in a deep GPP, when you want to be different than anyone else, using both pitchers on DK or one of those pitchers on FanDuel is a good way to be different than the crowd. Now, I mean, if these guys were tremendously talented, especially Dave Los Santos, they probably would have been pitching already. Uh, as you said, he is in contention to replace Velasquez, who had been basically an opener his last couple times and hasn't been very effective. Um, and the Phillies are looking for a spark. They're having a disappointing season. So I could see this guy coming in, trying to give the Phillies a lift. And then if he does, keeping him in the rotation. The thing is, you know, the Marlins. Yeah, I have to do some research on this, but they tend to be very scrappy in divisional games. So, 
it, you'll 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 always throw an opposing pitcher out there against Miami, and then then you'll get disappointed. Uh, this is going to be his first start in the majors this season uh, for for De Los Santos. Two starts uh, in the majors last year: three twenty eight ERA uh, and forty four strikeouts over thirty five and two thirds straight two thirds innings at at uh, Lehigh Valley this year. So there there is some strikeout potential there. Yeah, and then that's always something you look for in the DFS industry. I mean, when you're putting them guys on your roster, you want K upside, especially on FanDuel. All right. Mike Soroka uh, did have a, a bumpy start recently, but that, that bumped his price down to 9800 uh, A opposing team starting to figure out Soroka. You know, I'll still take a chance on him just about anybody uh, going against the Washington Nationals today. Uh, Austin Voth. Gets the start uh, for for the Nationals uh, coming up from AAA Fresno, uh, where he had a 4.40 ERA. So you know, the uh, the Braves are are on fire right now. So you know this kid didn't look too good at the minors. Uh, I, I would probably think Brave stack here. Uh, also going with with Mike Soroka as well. Uh, he could get good run support for uh, for a win here. Freddie Freeman, uh, six RBI game, I believe yesterday, three forty-six with eight home runs and twenty-eight RBI, twenty-nine RBIs this month. Johan Camargo, if he's in the lineup, has woke up to a four seventy-one batting average uh, this month. If uh, Matt Joyce is in the lineup, uh, he's hitting four forty-four this month and maybe can save you some salary. Uh, Ozzy Albie's hitting three forty-two this month with sixteen RBIs. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting 319 with six home runs, eight RBIs, 18 RBIs this month. And Tyler Flowers could be another salary saver with 314, two home runs, and five RBIs. A lot of impressive offensive statistics from the Braves. And as you said, led by Freddie Freeman, who has had an RBI in an incredible 10 straight games. Over that time, he's had a slash line, a triple slash line, a 390-479-732. This guy is the hottest hitter in all of baseball right now, and I would do my best to roster him. Another guy that you didn't mention but is hitting right in front of Freeman is Dansby Swanson, who has really turned it on, and he's a good uh, bet to be in my lineups as well. Yes, yeah, Swanson's had that breakout year. Uh, that we were looking for. I was talking to somebody yesterday I really respect in the fantasy industry, and he said, Pete Alonzo is the best first baseman in baseball. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you know, I'm a Met fan here, but I'm objective. It's, uh, you know, it's been, what, uh, you know, two and a half months? Freddie Freeman's been doing this forever. You know, I can't, I can't just promote Pete Alonzo to that, that sort of loftiness as much as I'm so impressed by what he does. Freeman's been doing it forever. Loft, you know, uh, Alonzo's got to earn it. San Diego at Pittsburgh. Joey Lucchese against Stephen Brault. Stephen Brault is always a guy we like to load up on, but uh, it's hard to run a San Diego Padres stack. What do you think about Lucchese at uh, 9,100 on DraftKings? Well, in my pitching article, I really like Lucchese. It seems like he has a much different repertoire than most major league pitchers. He has a fastball. He has a slider, but then he has a pitcher – uh, I mean, a cutter. Then he has what, uh, something called a churve, which is a combination of change-up, curveball. It's a much different look than most guys have in the major leagues. 
And we're seeing, well, with your team, Jason Vargas, a guy that pitches differently than everyone else tends to give hitters a little bit of problems, especially their first couple of times that they see them. And I think that's what's going on with Lucchese. And we, we often see this with, I'm not going to say soft tossing lefties, but lefties in general, where they give a lot of batters a, little, a lot of different looks. And that's what Lucchese is doing right now. Going into PNC, which is an extreme pitcher's park, against a lineup from Pirates that, though not at the Miami-San Francisco uh, level of picking on in terms of starting pitching, they're a team that you can look to use some starting pitching against. So I like Lucchese a lot today. Yeah, you should get the run support. You figure against Brault, it's, uh, you know, at least, uh, you know, something to where it's like a four or five run day. And then, then you look at uh, Manny Machado's 4,700 on DraftKings. He's at 364 with seven home runs and 12 RBIs uh, against lefties. Manuel Margot can be a salary saver if he's in the lineup. He's only 3,200 on DraftKings and hitting 357 uh, against lefties. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., he's hit 353 with three home runs and uh, seven RBIs against left-handers. Hunter Renfro, if you want to spend up the 5,300 for him, uh, you know, the stats are there against him for lefties as well. 318 with six home runs, nine RBIs against lefties. So, yeah, there's, there's four bats you can write there, right there. You know, maybe you want to deviate from the field and run a Padre stack. That could be a GPP play. And the there's Astros- Fifth bat, I'll say, is Fran Mill Rays. The, the Padres have notorious lefty mashers, and, and Rays and Renfro are probably the two biggest ones, but Machado is obviously in that mix as well. You have to spend $12,000 to get Justin Verlander against the Yankees today and against that lineup. It may not be worth it, but then you consider that the Astros are going against J.A. Happ, and he, he could get the run support, but still... You you know you, you could see him give up four runs against against a lineup like this, so it's uh it's something you have to be careful with. Jose Altuve's back going against Jay Happ. He's hitting three sixty one against left lefties. Jake Marisnik, uh, if he's in the lineup, hitting three forty one with three home runs, nine RBIs against the lefties. Uh, Michael Brantley's been doing really well lately, three thirty three with twelve RBIs against lefties. Uh, Josh Reddick is hitting 333 against lefties as well. Uh, so there, there's some guys that you like right there uh, from the Astros side against Jay Happy. You can, can even consider an Astros stack. Bregman's 4,900. Uh, Brantley is 4,500. Altuve's just 3,900 coming off the DL. So nice salary saver. Uh, Josh Reddick, uh, 3,600. J- Jake Marisnik, 4,600. Yeah, you mentioned. Altuve's price on DK, I think it was 34, 3600 last night. And our newest uh, contributor had mentioned that big price disruption. Yeah, Dan Weir, yeah. Yeah. Mention, and I was like, huh, that's weird. But he's priced up on FanDuel at 38, uh, 3900 today. He was 3800 yesterday. But obviously, any time, or 3800 today, excuse me. Anytime you have a lefty 30, on the mound, 39, would, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. He just went uh, up the last, since you last spoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's a lefty on the mound for against the opposing the Astros, you look for some of their righty bats the, to really do some damage. Obviously, 
you first look at George Springer, who's not quite active, but then you start looking further down, like Jose Altuve, Tyler White, maybe a cheap bat that you want to use that's 2,500. People like that. But um, the Verlander thing is fascinating to me. I mean, what do you do against a such a deep lineup? Is Verlander going to like treat this as like, I want to show the Yankees that I'm still boss and you're going to have to go through me in the postseason, or is this just another regular season game for Verlander and the Astros? I think it's the former, but, man, is it scary using a pitcher against these Yankees? Well, especially when you got twelve that spent $12,000. I'm not going to do it. Cincinnati's in Milwaukee. Di Sclafani against Woodruff. Uh, yeah, this, this Reds lineup is not as bad as people maybe advertise it to be. Uh, Di Sclafani uh, does face a... A very, uh, how should I say, uh, powerful, powerful lineup. Uh, this might be a game where I'm playing a void here, though. But what, what do you think of the Milwaukee Bats against Sclafani and uh, Woodruff? Well, Yellick and Mustakas at home are almost always in play for me. And, and doing my pre-lip line, lineup, that's exactly who I have in for uh, Milwaukee Bats. On the other side, Woodruff is a fascinating guy where – he was throwing 100 miles an hour his last start against the Padres on Monday night. It was the first start out of – he went – the Brewers as a team went nine consecutive starts where they won the game with Woodruff starting. On Monday, that broke the streak as the Brewers lost. That being said, Woodruff is a fascinating guy who's been pitching really well, striking out a lot of batters. And obviously, like you said, he gets a lot of run support, especially at home. At uh, he was had a price discrepancy. I think he was a lot more expensive on Fanduel than he was on drafting. I'm looking up on uh, how much he is on uh, 92 on Fanduel. I believe he was only eight thousand or something like that on DK. That may be a site where you can pair Woodruff with another pitcher and, and be able to afford some quality bats. Yeah, Di Sclafani has a 3.55 ERA over his past five starts. So not exactly somebody I would stack against, although the top bats were always in play. Michael Pineda has actually started to look better. You look at Minnesota, Kansas City, and knee jerk is, you know, let's let's stack some guys here. But uh, Michael Pineda going against Homer Bailey, you know, Bailey's pitched better recently. Pineda looked really good in his last start. Uh, you know, Pineda's almost uh, – He's he carried a bunch of tires around his midsection. You know, he's not in shape. He's in worse shape than he was with, with the Yankees. So but I don't know if it's sustainable, but still, it's against the Royals lineup. Do you want to chance Pineda in a tournament against 6,700 on DraftKings? You know, you got a value price there. Homer Bailey is pitched well, but I'm not going to roll him out there against that Minnesota lineup. Neither will I attack Minnesota, attack him with, with, with the Twins bats either. I do like Pineda, and you mentioned carrying a little weight. Let's see how that worked out for Bartolo Colon for 15 years. Sometimes with pitchers, it's all about their arms and not all about the rest of their body. Uh, obviously, the legs have something to do with that, but I like Pineda. I liked him his last start against the Red Sox. I was not bold enough to use him. Today, I think I'm going to lock him into my cash lineups on FanDuel at $6,700 and be able to spend up wherever I want, and the place I want to spend up on is kind of weird that it's not on the main slate, but I'm going to have to play the all-day slate to do that, and that's Texas, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Pineda, since returning from injury, is averaging 94 
miles per hour on his fastball, which is three miles an hour faster than it was before injury. So there must have been something going on, maybe a mechanical issue, maybe a lingering issue before he missed a couple starts. But whatever he's doing, he's pitching well. The problem is he's not lasted more than six innings. Um, if he can get stretched out and go seven, maybe eight, then you're looking at a really fantasy stud, in my opinion. The Mets are at the Cubs' uh, marquee matchup with Jacob deGrom against Cole Hamels. Uh, there are some weather concerns here, as you did mention. But uh, with deGrom, you know, it's, you know you know how well he's going to pitch, but Hamels has been really good recently. And deGrom usually doesn't get enough run support, so is, De- is Hamels worth 11000 on DraftKings? And then you have to spend 10500 a little less to get deGrom. You know, the Mets coming off a big win yesterday, uh, Saturday. Uh, against the Cubs, which Zach Wheeler pitched very well against that lineup. Uh, I wrote about this game. Uh, you have to like both Hamels and DeGrom. The problem is, though, for the first day in a long time, the wind's going to be blowing out at Wrigley, and the humidity is going to be very high. So all of a sudden, it goes from a neutral to even a slightly favorable pitching environment to a, a strong hitter's park. And any ball that gets lifted in the air and that's hit pretty well could go out of the park so look for your man pete alonzo to continue to add to many of his rookie home run records in the first half i believe he tied daryl strawberry for the mets team record for yes for rookies yeah for rookies he's two behind mark mcguire for the most home runs by a rookie by july 1st and he broke um the he broke the national league rookie uh record for pre-All-Star Game home runs yesterday as well, I believe. So Pete Alonso, as you previously talked about, is getting a lot of accolades around the, the majors in terms of his long balls, and I would not be surprised to see one today. Chicago at the White Sox, prime stack of the game against, against Ivan Nova. Uh, there's been reports around the majors that they're hiring former Major League Baseball pitchers to throw batting practice to some teams. Well, Nova does it once every five days. <laughs> Uh, against Adrian Sampson, who's who's been kind of up and down recently. Maybe a few White Sox bats to consider, but you know you definitely want to run this stack against against Nova uh, today. Uh, when you look how bad he's been, Danny Santana this month hitting 344 with nine RBIs, three steals, 11 runs scored. Delano DeShield hitting 322 uh, with three steals and uh, nine runs scored this month. Noma Mazara is on fire. Uh, three home runs in the last two days, hitting 297 with four home runs and 15 RBIs. Uh, Mazzara's got to be a lock today, uh, as well as that. You know, those are three pieces where you can build your your stack from. Uh, Shinsu Chu is uh, has seven home runs this month uh, with with 12 RBIs. So Chu, Mazzara, you know, they did and Santana, the nucleus of my stack. Santana got pitched. Pay fifty five hundred though. Mazara's only forty four hundred. Shinsu Chu's fifty three hundred. Uh, the Shields is only four thousand. Might be hard to fit both Santana and Chu in there uh, unless you roll out multiple lineups. Jeez, and, uh, you can also consider Logan Forsythe and maybe a bargain thirty eight hundred uh, as well. Yeah, um, the my bargain guy I've been using in the last couple of days is Roberto Guzman. Unfortunately, he left the game with an injury last night. So do 
very strong possibility that Logan Fortetis is, is in the game. Uh, wow, Danny Santana, 5,500 on FanDuel. The guy, I know he's doing good, but he doesn't have a ton of power. But, yeah, anyone's in play. No Marmers are. Give you speed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the problem or for pitchers here is, and I've been saying this in Slack and in my chat, chat channels, I was listening to the Texas broadcast a couple days ago, and a thunderstorm came by and damaged their wind guards that they had been putting in place since 2015 to try to limit the number of home runs. They're gone. That place is now core south. That ball is going to carry. It's 90 degrees again today. I, it's aggravating that FanDuel doesn't have that as part of their main slate, but on their all-day slate, I'm just running a full-game stack with four batters from each team and going from there. Yeah, uh, you know some of the top White Sox bats are uh, definitely in play. Uh, Eloy Jimenez hitting 306 with six home runs, 15 RBIs this month. Tim Anderson in three home runs with three three home runs, 10 RBIs this month. Jose Abreu hitting uh, 286 uh, with eight runs scored this month, and James McCann uh, hit has three home runs, nine RBIs this month. Yomer Sanchez is even even a uh, you know, maybe even a salary saver. He has seven RBIs this month, had a triple and uh, three hits the other night. So somebody you can consider for a salary saver. Tampa Bay is in Oakland. Ryan Stanek is the opener uh, going against Brett Anderson. So you might like some some raised bats uh, in this one, even though the Rays uh, haven't been too impressive overall uh, recently. Uh, I do want to get some. So uh, whenever Brett Anderson's in there, you know he's like one of those those pitchers I want to attack. Uh, you have Tommy Pham is hitting three thirty three with six RBIs against lefties. Kevin Kiermaier hitting three twenty one with nine RBIs, nine runs scored against lefties. Uh, you got Austin Meadows uh, two home runs, thirteen RBIs against lefties. Brandon Lau three home runs, nine RBIs against lefties. Uh, probably Pham Kiermaier. Uh, you know, two of my favorites there. I don't know if I'd be comfortable running a race stack, but I do want to get some bats in here. Yeah, they've kind of come back down to earth in terms of hitting. And that prime guy is Austin Meadows, who's really been cold over the last three weeks or so. And obviously that's a lefty-lefty matchup, so a lot of times you kind of stay away from that. But yeah, Brady Anderson isn't a good pitcher. But like you said, there are better spots out there. Uh, this isn't a pretty extreme pitcher's park. Uh, probably just use uh, keep your exposure limited to Tampa to maybe one or two guys. Okay, then we have the uh, Rockies at the Dodgers. Uh, Kenta Maeda is going against the Rockies. The narrative is that uh, you know the Rockies are not as good on the road, but they've been much better on the road recently. So I'll pop, probably avoid Maeda for ten thousand three hundred today uh, against that. That you know, some of the bats in that Rockies lineup have become very scary, but. I definitely the Dodgers are going to be a top stack along with uh, the Rangers today going against uh, Antonio Santacella, who uh, is just definitely somebody that you want you want to attack today. Uh, you know, get some of those prime Dodger bats in there. Cody Bellinger's having a great month, 359 with 10 home runs, 24 RBIs. Alex Ver Ver Verdugo is coming off a great game on Saturday, 348 with seven home runs uh, this month. Max Muncy hit 314 with six home runs, 20 RBIs this month. Chris Taylor starting to heat up. He's 280 with six home runs, 17 RBIs 
this month as well. So there's there's four bats that you want to like right away. Chris Taylor's just four thousand. Uh, Bellinger's fifty nine hundred. He's he's kind of really hard to fit, but uh, some of the other other bats like you really have to consider uh, a stack today. Uh, Jock Peterson forty six hundred. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Maeda. He's an interesting guy where he's only seventy nine hundred on FanDuel, but the issue is is that Dave Roberts, like he does to most of his starters, handles him with with kids gloves. And three of his last and in each of his last three starts. He's never gone more than five innings, so that's tough to roster on DFS if you're only going to get five, maybe six innings out of the guy. But yeah, what's there not to like on the other side of that lineup, as you mentioned? Chris Taylor, because of Corey Seager's injury, is now playing full-time every day. He's the starting shortstop. It's tough not to ignore such a cheap value uh, in the middle of a loaded lineup. Arizona. Uh, at home today against San Francisco. Prior to his last start against Colorado, uh, where we was very, hit very hard, Merrill Kelly was three and zero with a zero point eight one ERA. Uh, again, coming into the last start where he got blown up, and he's eighty five hundred again on DraftKings at home against the San Francisco Giants. Can't hate that uh, problem, is it? Going against the Giants and and old Pete Alonzo's college teammate and Sean Anderson. So he should get some run support here. I guess from my side is what Arizona bats are you going to use? And I believe Cattell Marte has been banged up a little bit. So you yeah. probably go to Escobar and Peralta on uh, FanDuel. They're 39 and $3,500 respectively. So they're relatively priced up. Maybe you start looking for some cheaper guys. I like Christian Walker a lot at 2,900. He's playing full-time every day. He's received that playing time scare from uh, C.J. Crone's brother, Kevin, and seems to have come out of that unscathed and is in the lineup every day now. So maybe you look for some savings a little bit further down the lineup, like with Walker. Are we going to get enough strikeouts, though, from uh, Merrill Kelly to use him? Or is he worth it at the price to see if maybe he gets a six or something? That's always an issue when you have when you kind of go off the elite arms. You try to get some K upside, and a lot of these guys don't. As you mentioned, Merrill Kelly, five strikeouts, five strikeouts, three strikeouts, four starts against a go against the Mets. He had ten strikeouts, but then you keep going back, five strikeouts, no strikeouts. So his case upside is there. You just don't see it all the time. Baltimore against Seattle, uh, Kikuchi against Yanoa. Uh, Yanoa has been really giving up the home run lately. Uh, so, you know, you may want to consider a Seattle stack. Kikuchi hasn't been pick, pitching well either. So this is a game uh, where you where you might want to consider, you know, the bats. Like the Mariners haven't really been good at all, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, overall baseball. But, you know, when you look at the opposition here, uh, you know, you got to get Domingo Santana in here. He's got seven home runs this month, and he's hitting 321. Omar Navarez hitting 316 with three homers this month. Uh, Malik Smith even has three homers this month with seven stolen bases. So uh, Tom Murphy uh, has five home runs and 12 RBIs uh, this month. So, uh, by the way, uh, Navarez is uh, 4,600, and uh, Malik Smith is 4,900, but I would be okay with running a Mariner stack. And on the other side, you know, there might be a few Baltimore bats you like as well. Yeah, you mentioned right off the bat that 
Detroit and Cleveland. There's a game only DFSers lover can love and sort of the same deal almost ending this late with Baltimore and Seattle. This would be a tough game to watch if you're just a casual baseball fan. But as DFSers, they all count the same. You look for some bats, and as you mentioned, uh, you mentioned my favorite bat, which he had a great stat line on Friday night. Me and Jason were talking about this, that Malik Smith had 46.3 fantasy points without the benefit of a home run on Friday night. That will probably be the highest scoring output by a DFS offensive player without the uh, without the aid of a home run. So, yeah, he, he uh, topped that lineup. He's just setting the table for guys like Domingo Santana, like you said. What's not to like about the Seattle offense here? Yeah, and if uh, here's here's some possible dark horses for Baltimore. Hansel Alberto is hitting 408 with 10 RBIs and 11 runs scored against lefties. If Pedro Severino is in the lineup, he's hitting 344 with five home runs and 11 RBIs against lefties. And then of course you got to consider Trey Mancini as well and Renato Nunez. Yeah, maybe maybe it will run a Baltimore stack. Uh, yeah, so uh, that wraps it up for today. Uh, what, what are your top three pitchers? Wow, that's a tough one. I think just by his matchup and his price, my number one is going to be Pineda. I, I like him. He's going against uh, a team in Kansas City that's missing their best player in Mondesi, and then it's an extreme pitcher's park. Uh, number two, Lucchese, Uh Sort of the same reason, extreme pitcher's park, his opponent and his price. And number three, I, I just have a feeling – if I can afford him, I think Verlander really makes a statement game against the Yankees. Everyone is talking about the best lineup of all time. I think Justin Verlander wants something to do to say not so fast. Yeah, best lineup of all time. That's kind of like uh, it's like overpounding of the chest <laughs> there. I some, agree. Some, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees. We saw last year. All I heard I, again. This is my Red Sox fandom going on, Scott. Your bullpen, your bullpen, your bullpen. You're not going to win anything with your bullpen. Well, they found out a way, and the Yankees lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Red Sox. Let me see the the Yankees win more than a playoff series, and then let's see what happens before we crown them as a repeat of the 27 Yankees. That being said, they're obviously scary, and they're obviously killing the ball. Yeah, but best lineup of all time uh... – I think I'd hold up with that. You know, it has nothing to do with the bullpen. All right. And uh, top stacks of the day, Los Angeles, Texas, and I'm going to say Seattle today for some home runs. All right. Thanks a lot for listening to the Win Daily podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow.